welcome to Not A Couple, a Will & Grace podcast. Season 2! Yay! Hi everybody. So, I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And we're the podcasters. <laughs> we do the podcast. Um, so You're we, so eloquent. I'm so, I'm such a, yeah, it's great. Everything's wonderful. So, um, hi. So, welcome back to everyone who's joining us again. And welcome if we got any new listeners. If you are a new listener and you're starting with the first episode of the second season of a podcast, good for you. Yeah. That's confusing, but good for you. But in case you get curious, there is an entire other season that you can find <laughs> and listen to us and all of our beautiful, witty commentary on the show, Will and Grace. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the season two, since it is our first episode of the season, we wanted mm-hmm. to kind of reintroduce ourselves. Yes. Uh, I'm Matthew, again. I'm a marketing director in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use he, his, him pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I am a fun human. Yeah. Date me. <laughs> Don't actually date me. That'd be sort of a weird meet cute. Oh, it would be kind of adorable. Okay, maybe date me. Yes. But, like, let's meet in real life first. I don't want to do one of those internet things. So, like, Matthew's gay. I feel like maybe that's... Oh, relevant. that's right. I'm gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew is gay. I'm doing this, like, Will and Grace thing where, like, I'm Will and I'm like, Hi, I'm Will. I'm going to list the 15 most important things in my personality that aren't that I'm gay. <laughs> okay, and I'm Tess. Um, I'm a graduate student here in the Midwest. We live in Milwaukee. I don't know why we're being vague about this. I'm a graduate student. I'm always vague about it for no reason. <laughs> I'm a graduate student here in Milwaukee in a program of women and gender studies. I use she, her hers pronouns, or they, them, their. I know it's confusing because it's not theirs, but if you said theirs is, I would be confused too. So it's fine. Um, so yes, so I am a bisexual, gender, queer feminist um, doing the graduate studies in feminism, essentially. And I have been watching Will and Grace since I was a wee one. And I've only watched one season of Will and Grace, and it's the one we just watched. Yes! So we're coming into season two with me having seen it and Matthew having not seen it. We've been doing it for about, let's see, what would it be? We did 22 episodes of our season. We took yeah. a couple weeks off, probably. Probably like six months? Yeah, probably about six months is about what we've been watching it. Maybe, maybe just like a touch more, because I think we started earlier than we started releasing episodes. Yeah, that's true. But, so we've been doing this for about six months. And the majority of 2016. Yes, yeah, so we've been doing it during the shit show year that is 2016. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this in the future, and this has turned into a historical record of how bad the year is on accident, good for us. We're proud of ourselves. Question mark? Good job. Hi, Posteria. That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since it's our uh, new season, we try to shake things up a little bit. Yes. Um, one new thing we're trying this season is show notes. Mm-hmm. I'm writing them. They're yes. going to be amazing. I've read some of the ones that he's done retroactively for season one, and they are very funny. Yes. So. I am admittedly a giant nerd, so I have written some of re- retroactively for season one as well. So what we're going to do is release show notes with a new podcast, and then like kind of on off days, mm-hmm. release show notes from previous episodes. So if you are listening to this for the first time, or if you're a listener who wants to know even more about what we've been talking about... You can learn it. Yeah. It's fun. They're like DVD extras, but you don't have to buy a DVD because it's 2016. Yes. And the only people who buy DVDs are people doing podcasts about shows that are no longer on the air. And not on Netflix. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had high hopes that Secretly Season 2 would have just, by that point, they would have been like, Will and Grace is on Netflix. I really have my fingers crossed. But nonetheless, we are still here buying DVDs. I think at this point, even if they put it on Netflix, we're still going to have to buy the DVDs. Well, just because we've been reading the DVD box set descriptions, mm-hmm. and I feel like it just wouldn't be consistent if all of a sudden we switched to, like, a Netflix... I just don't trust Netflix descriptions. They're always 
very weird. Like, I, I listen to Gilmore Guys, and they always read the Netflix description on that mm-hmm. show. And a lot of times, they're very spoilery descriptions. Yeah. And if they're not spoilery, they're just, like, incorrect. Right. So I know, like, for, like, one of the other shows that I watch a lot is Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And Mad Men always have these, like, notoriously cryptic episode <laughs> descriptions. Especially at the very end, like, it'd be like, Don goes to meet a companion. And he ends up, like, you know, whatever. But like, then on Netflix, it's California like... California to join an um... Right, or something. right. Then on Netflix, they'll be like, Don re-encounters his lost, long-lost flame, and then a spoiler from the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. But nonetheless, we would like Will & Grace to be accessible to a lot of people, and a yes. lot of people use streaming services, so... Get streaming on, is fun. Get on Twitter with us and... Tell and Netflix to have Will & Grace. Tweet at Netflix once a day, telling them that we really want Will & Grace on Or there. Hulu, or even Amazon Prime. If we'll we do whatever. To. That's fine. As long as it's streaming. Because streaming <laughs> seems to be a lot simpler for people to use and yeah. watch and enjoy. Um, the other thing that we want to talk about really briefly before we get into the episode itself, which is super good, by the way. Yes. We are set up a Patreon account. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, Patreon is kind of this thing on the internet where people who produce content for free just kind of open up the possibility for people to contribute if they are really mm-hmm. moved to. Yeah. And we are not explicitly asking for any donations. Oh, no, absolutely not. This is a free podcast. We're just doing this for fun. Right. But if you did want to donate, that would be wonderful because we have been kicking around the idea of maybe getting some updated equipment mm-hmm. for better sound quality. Right. To paint a word picture for you, since it's the only picture we're allowed to paint. <laughs> this is a podcast. Sound, right. <laughs> um, we're doing the podcast in our apartment, which is not soundproofed. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing it with one microphone. And we're happy to keep doing it that way. We mm. love it. I love sitting on the floor, it's looking, fun. gazing directly into Tess's eyes. So I can make my faces at him. Um, but if you as the listener love our podcast and you want more of it and you want it to sound even better and you want to chip in a few bucks here and there, we will gladly take that money and make the podcast better. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because that's something that we want to do that we can't financially do. Yes, because I'm broke and... Matthew's not as broke, but he is still broke. Yes. So <laughs> So if you if you like the podcast just the way it is, then we won't worry about it and we're yeah. not gonna cry ourselves to sleep. Yeah, and we're also not gonna bring it up on like every podcast. Oh no, it's cause... not gonna be like support us on Patreon. No, that'd be weird. Like we'll probably post it on Twitter every once in a while, but like just like as a reminder. Right. Which is not from a money making standpoint a very good idea, but like who cares? Yeah, Matthew's a terrible marketing director for this podcast. Hey <laughs> Literally only for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stop talking about ourselves. Okay. Let's start talking about ourselves. All right, let's start talking about <laughs> Will and Grace. So we're going to get started. So this episode is called Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner. It was written by David Cohen and Mark Max, Max Muchnick. I can never say that. Max Muchnick. <laughs> Max Muchnick, come on the podcast and we will not pronounce your name correctly. Oh, yeah, I want to see him sit in our living room. Oh, my God. He would be such a diva about it. I oh, my God, like. probably. We wouldn't have any, like, iced tea to stir for him. Oh, we did do that in one episode, though, didn't we? Yeah, it was one, a recent one. I was just going <laughs> to do it again. All right. So I'm going to read the episode description. So determined to live independently of each other. That doesn't work grammatically. Determined <laughs> to live independently of each other, Grace gets a new apartment directly across the hall from Will's. Jack receives a letter from the INS informing him that they may pop in on him and his new bride, Rosario, Karen's maid, at any moment's notice. That's an awful long description, but it does do a good job of setting up the scene. Oh, yes, it does. Unlike many of the episode descriptions we've had. Oh, man. So the beginning of this episode is one of my favorites that we've seen so far, Mm -hmm. because you have this beautiful moment of Will helping Grace move into her new place, and she's going on and on about how, like, oh, they're moving, and she hopes she doesn't lose anything, and he's like, oh, I don't know why we didn't hire movers, and she's like, I think (laughs) we did a good job, and he's like, but movers are hot. Right. And... 
And then literally he exits and they're like, call me as soon as you get home. And he walks across the hall <laughs> because she lives across the hall. It's such, it kind of like, I remember from the pilot when we were talking about how bad the phone sex reveal was. Yes. This was actually sort of a good reveal. Yes. It was like they had a chance to do that again and it worked a lot better. A lot better. Which, frankly, they had a chance to do it again and they did a lot better. Could be the subtitle of this episode. Oh my God, guys. This sort of felt like... They, like, took a lot of bits and pieces of the pilot, mm-hmm. like, brushed the dust off of them, and, like, reinvigorated them. Like, yeah. I don't know, like... Sh- I think it even has some of the same setups as the pilot. I mean, you have Will and Grace, you know, your understanding of their relationship is, mm-hmm. and then you think it's one thing, but you get tricked. Yes. And, and they you even, have, in the introduction of Jack and Karen... Mm-hmm. They even have a lot of callbacks to the pilot. Like, there's a moment when he's, like, putting boxes down, she's like, just think, like, a year ago, I was moving in with you, because mm-hmm. I just left my... Beyonce on our wedding day and so it's they do really do a lot of work of reminding us of where the roots of Will and Grace are and where we are now and I'm gonna resist singing Hamilton (laughs) (laughs) where we are I lost I didn't didn't resist very hard you lost that battle it's fine unlike the battle of Yorktown they did not lose that battle (laughs) stop (laughs) sorry um one thing I really liked about this episode is how well it does like reset the scene because mm-hmm. while not a lot has changed since the end of last season um it's good to kind of reestablish that i mean because yeah. part of the reason that not a lot has changed even though a lot of could have changed like yes will and grace are not actually living that far apart right but they're not living in the same apartment anymore mm-hmm. that's a huge change and the episode really like hammers home but that's the status quo at least temporarily right. and it also really like shows how difficult that is for both of them mm-hmm. Which I really found fascinating because in true Will and Grace form, it did this thing that I have critiqued many a time mm-hmm. and will critique again, which is like highlighting how crazy Grace seems and oh. making Will seem like he's the rational one and right. the not crazy one. Right. Um, well, because here's, here's what actually happens in the setup of the episode. Basically, they're trying to prove how independent they are. So Will is going on this date by yes. himself mm-hmm. and Grace is throwing a dinner party by herself except here's the problem is that those are both things that the other one is really good at yes like like Grace Will, relies on Will to throw parties and Will relies on Grace to like get pumped up and go on dates right like she is definitely the emotional sounding board that he needs mm-hmm. for simple tasks like picking out an outfit right and it's actually a really great use of Jack and Karen because mm-hmm. Will uses Jack as kind of his surrogate Grace and, and it's bad and it's bad and then Grace tries to use Karen has her surrogate Will, sort of, and it's also bad. Yes, because... she's hosting this dinner party and, like, invites Karen over to help her prep, and Karen just brings a bottle of gin that she and starts just, drinking. And just, like, starts glugging it out of, like, a like a fucking tankard. Like, yeah. It's, like, basically a pitcher of gin, and then hides in the bathroom at one point to drink more gin. Yeah. Like, it's almost a joke in and of itself how bad Jack and Karen are at being yes. Will and Grace. Yes, and so I really enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed the bit at the end where we are discovering that... Jack and Karen are now going to be living together. Yes. Under much, like, modified circumstances. That is really funny that this pilot episode that separates Will and Grace, which has a lot of emotional effect considering it's mm-hmm. only been one season, also puts Jack and Karen together. Yes. That's such a brilliant little masterstroke mm-hmm. um, that I think almost isn't even done as well as it could have been because yes. we don't see them that often. Right, but it was still really good. Um, and so one of the things that I found that I liked about this episode so much was just how on it was. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the jokes... 
really landed. They were yeah. snappy and funny, and all of the characters were sort of like their their character boiled down to like their essence, and then yeah. blown up everywhere. Yep. Like I feel like in, we're going into season two now. We really know who Will is. We really know who Grace is. We know who Jack is. Mm-hmm. We know who Karen is. We know their comedic strengths, their failings as people, yeah. and it's great. It's really nice to see too because there are so many moments in season one where. There's like one episode on and one episode off or something. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're only one episode in and they could totally do that again. Oh but... yeah, like next episode could be shit. Right. I don't remember exactly. It's just so nice to see that in the first episode they are immediately on. Mm-hmm. We have a really great concept of who they are. Yes. Um, and the episode plays to those strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the things that the four of them have to deal with. I mean, to a lesser extent Jack and Karen, but like they play on those character traits that we really appreciate. You yes. know. Will is a bad gay man who mm-hmm. has control issues. Yes. Grace is a neurotic. neurotic person who needs friendships. Yes. Jack is dumb. And flighty. Karen is drunk. And controlling, kind of. And mostly drunk. Karen's mostly drunk. Karen's mostly just drunk. But she's fabulous and we love her. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like this episode does a really good job of sort of bringing out all of those qualities that we know and love about these characters yeah. and making sure they each get like a beat or a moment in the yes. episode. And that's another nice thing because even though so much of this episode is weighted towards Will and Grace as it mm-hmm. should be, but there are definitely episodes in season one where that same level of commitment to Will and Grace is there, but then Jack and Karen get left out. Yes. Here it felt like there was a really conscious effort to make sure that Jack still had moments. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Jack- like there was that great back and forth that Will and Jack had. Yes. And there was that whole conversation about how, because Will has this date and he's mm-hmm. nervous about the date. And then he, the date calls him as Jack's over helping, helping in right. quotes, him get ready. And he calls and leaves him and says, oh, I'm running late. And Jack's like, oh, did you forget how to speak gay? Like, that makes me calling you off. And so they have this beautiful back and forth about, like, speaking gay. And then, you know, Will, like, comes back and he's like, oh, remind me again, what's gay for get out? And he's like, good morning. And (laughs) and then they both at the same time are like, good morning, Jack. And then Jack leaves. (laughs) Maybe let's talk about that a little bit before we talk about Grace's plotline. Yeah. I really liked how gay Will was in this episode. Yes, I was gonna say that. It's just, it's so refreshing after a season where, like, we barely had any of it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of obliquely mentioned we get the mention of the ex-boyfriend. But, like, he never shows up. Mm-hmm. There's the episode where, like, they're in the ski lodge and he talks about the ex-boyfriend. And, and, out there again. and there's that episode where he, like, basically gets bribed into dating someone for Grace's career. Right. But, like, we don't ever see him really, like... Right. Like, the gay... Just be gay! Like... Right. The gayest episode that Will is in is either the one I just re-watched, or re-listened to, where he's singing, um... Gotta it? be real. Yes, got to be real. Or it's the one where he calls Jack a Frenchman because that was all about him being a self-loathing gay man. Right, like the the vast majority of like exploration of like exploration. I said that weird. The vast majority of exploration of like Will's sexual identity has been through like self-loathing passageways yeah. so far. So it was really nice just to like kind of see him like not really chill out because like. Will Truman's defining characteristic is yeah. a little bit how tightly wound he is. Yes. But we do get to see him like just relax just a little and just uh-huh. be gayer. And I think that does that does say something about the fact that Will and Grace have been separated mm-hmm. from this episode. Is that in a lot of ways it does help Will a little bit more than it helps Grace. Right. At least initially. I strongly suspect that pendulum will switch based on the events of this episode. Mm-hmm. But for this episode, Will freaks out a little bit. And Grace then freaks out a lot. Grace freaks out a lot, and Will is rewarded for only freaking out a little bit, basically. Yes. yes. But, I mean, like... Because the date, 
he keeps doing the date stuff and like the date comes through and like it's good it's amazing because a boy comes out of Will Truman's apartment right and, and then they go back like, and and then he goes back and has sex with him off camera because hopefully they better fucking have sex they did eat pizza though I guess it wasn't Mexican. Yeah, it wasn't Mexican. They could have lesbian sex. Yeah, I mean, I don't By know. the way, lesbian sex is a term that Matthew and I use for non-penetrative sex. I don't really remember when this I'm started. a really good lesbian. Matthew's a great lesbian. I don't know when this started. I think it was when he went on a date with his now ex, mm-hmm. and he was describing, like, something that they had done, and I was like, oh, so lesbian sex. Right. And then it just sort of stuck as a joke, so. Right. It makes sense, because, I mean, honestly, as a gay man, a lot of the time, especially for, like, a first date, you really only want to have lesbian sex. Especially if you've gotten dinner. Like... <laughs> Don't. You're not comfortable enough with that person to have gay sex. You have to have lesbian sex. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I'm really good at lesbian sex. Lesbian sex is great. We don't need no penetration. <laughs> that sounds like a, um, what's the word for it? Like a... Like a compilation? Yeah, like an infomercial compilation CD. <laughs> like the ones that they always air where there's like 55 songs, but like all about like sex acts. Oh my god, I It's like was, the sex acts compilation he, CD. It just reminds me of, did you ever watch Whose Line Is It Anyway, where they would do like mm-hmm. the infomercial, and then they were just like, and it was like 27 yeah. songs about farming. Mm-hmm. Like, That's exactly what it sounds like. It's like, this Marvin Gaye hit, getting <laughs> down on the farm. <laughs> oh. oh man. The other part of the episode is, okay, so Will gets what he wants, yeah. which is whatever. Will but always gets what he wants. Grace doesn't really get what she wants because what she wants is for Will to come in, but then she doesn't get that sort well, of... Well, okay, so, like, it's weird. So, she wants... At some point, she was, like, trying to, like, be like, well, no, we're fine. Like, this isn't unhealthy. We're not codependent. If it was unhealthy, we wouldn't think about how unhealthy it might be. That's Which, not... That's not Okay, it. Grace. <laughs> but... Uh, so then she's, like, trying to, like, prove to Will, because he's like, you can't do anything without me. You come over and steal my pudding, and... Meanwhile, oh, yeah, because she's done that, like, five times in the yeah, episode. Yeah, she's, like, come over and, like, eat breakfast with him, and... Meanwhile, he's naked. Food, and, oh, my God, that scene where he's nude, like, he's naked reading a book, and just, like, sitting on the couch with his book over his penis, and just <laughs> reading the book nicely, and she walks in, and she grabs the pudding, and walks back out, but then she walks back in again because she grabbed the wrong flavor of pudding, and he gets... Now, that part I understood. Yeah, I get that. I've been there. Right. And he gets all, like, judgy looks, and she's like, what? I grabbed the wrong flavor. Like, <laughs> you bought pudding. I did it. And, like, walks back to her apartment, and then he comes over, still nude, to <laughs> yell at her about how she's so codependent and can't do anything without him, and, he, and she's just sitting there being like... Then why are you in my apartment in the nude if I'm the codependent one? Right, and then she's like, and to show you how not codependent I am, I'm going to throw a dinner party and you're not invited. And he's like, fine, well, I have a date. So they both just, like, storm off, like, prove their independence, and naturally it goes terribly. Right. But It's the most terrible dinner party I've ever seen. Oh, my Although, gosh. frankly, Rob and Ellen are there, and they're huge bitches about it. Oh, my God. So I want to talk about why everyone is so mean to Grace. Everyone is so mean to I Grace. I that. Like, even this, Will. That's the one thing I really didn't love about this episode. Everyone's royal mean to Grace. Like, I it, don't like that that trend is yeah. continuing. Like, I understand that Will was, like, in an emotional place because he's trying to, like, stake out on his own and not be, like, clingy with Grace and la la la. But also, like, I don't think he had a leg to stand on there when he's literally yelling at her while he's in the nude. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But then it's sort of spitballs. I'm like, Karen is always mean to Spitballs? Snowballs. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's sort of snowballs. Sorry, I have had a long-ass day. Um, but, so Karen is always pretty mean to Grace. Like, she's never been, like, the warmest character. Right. And it's kind of one of her 
traits. And there's even a joke about it at the beginning was Grace is like judging Jack and Will's friendship being like, I don't know why you'd want to hang out with someone who always belittles you. And then opens the door and it's literally Karen being like, honey, what, is, what, what smells like cat pee? Like, <laughs> and so she's Doesn't like, her apartment smells like cat pee. So like Grace is just having a rough time. Like she doesn't have any furniture yet. Her mm-hmm. apartment smells of cat pee. Yep. And she's trying to throw this dinner party to prove how independent she is. <laughs> and naturally spins out in a very typical Grace way, and it's terrible, and everyone's having a bad time, but everyone's really mean to Grace, and I don't think that was warranted. Everyone would have a really good time if they would just give Grace a chance. Right, like, I understand it was a, like, lame picnic party, because she doesn't have any furniture. And she couldn't cook, so the food was bad. Right. But objectively, Grace is supposed to be their friend. Right. And they're obviously mean to her. Like, I don't know, like, I've suffered through much worse parties than that for the sake of friendship. Like, I don't know. I just, they were mean, and I didn't like it. But what I did like was, so we have all these moments of Grace being crazy and her, like, staking out on her own. Mm -hmm. And then we have when Will finally realizes that he's crazy, too. (laughs) And Jack has now planted the seed of doubt in his head that, oh, yeah, he's he's blowing you off, and he doesn't have an outfit picked out, and Will is frantic and spinning out, and he interrupts the dinner party to be like, what should I wear? Is he coming? I don't understand what's happening. And Grace... Stands her ground. She's like, I'm very sorry. I have people over and I cannot help That's you. That's true. Mm-hmm. This episode does give Grace a nice I woman hear me roar moment. Yes. Where she kind of just like shuts Will out and is like, no, you said this is what you wanted mm-hmm. and now you're getting what you want. Exactly. Which is, I think, frankly, maybe a wrong way to spin the conclusion that was drawn at the end of the last season. Yes. But if that's what they're going with, I'm totally about it. Right, yes. And it sort of seems like they're kind of retconning that a little bit because the end of last season, it seemed a little bit more like it was a mutual decision right. for them to both I mean, Will says it. But she says it too. Right. Like, she agrees with him. But this, it sort of feels a little this bit... This feels better, frankly. Frankly, it kind of feels like they maybe both decided that they didn't, shouldn't live together, but, like, will kind of force it too fast or right. something. So I, if that's what we're going with, which it seems to be what we're going with, then I'm fine with it. Works it me. works pretty well. I think that I really enjoyed watching Grace stand her ground and go, you know what? No, fuck you. Like, you said this is what you wanted. You didn't want anything to do with me. You didn't want to come to my cool picnic party. So no, I'm not helping you. With your date. Right. And I think that's good. And his date goes well, so mm-hmm. he's fine. Mm-hmm. And Grace's party goes as well as Grace's party was ever going to go, so that's fine. Which was fine. terribly, but still. Right. But, I mean, I also kind of like the conclusion they reach at the end. So, like, Will's whole party line this whole episode has been, like, you have to move farther away. Like, this across the hall is not enough separation. Mm-hmm. And then, so she, like, comes out. She's bringing out garbage. Mm-hmm. And he's getting pizza. And... They have this moment where she's like, maybe you're right. Like, I think maybe I should start looking for another place. Which, by the way, very reminiscent to the second episode of first season where, <laughs> again, what are you going to do with this brand new apartment in your sleeps? What about your security deposit? Okay, I, just, I have to believe that the apartment was just available and they talked to their super and she's just in there temporarily. That's the only thing I can believe because I no, can't deal with is... Grace breaking another goddamn lease. So, but then Will's like, no, 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 don't break your lease. And then, so Grace, like... Being Grace, like, steals a piece of his pizza, and they talk a little bit about their feelings, uh-huh. and then the ultimate moment happens, where the guy who Will is on a date with walks out of his apartment and takes the pizza. He's like, I'm starving, and then walks back in, and then Grace is just like... <laughs> First of all, a man who's going to come out and interrupt your private conversation to take your pizza because he's starving? Husband material. I don't know. I, I would actually hate that, but I could see why Will would like that. And I like that. Yes, I could I see. I like a man who's not afraid to come out and take the food and start eating it without me. 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't just, like, sit there and, like, wait for the food and be like, I'm starving, but yeah, I really respect your boundaries. No, don't respect my boundaries. Take the goddamn pizza. You see, I'm the opposite, and I'm, if I was dating someone and they didn't respect the sanctity of our hallway pizza talk, and they <laughs> came and took the pizza, I'd be like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Get out. No, this is not your pizza time. I realize I ordered it for both of us, but fuck you. And I'd be like, that's not very nice. And I would take the pizza from you, and I would give it to your new boyfriend. Not my boyfriend. <laughs> Fair. Hot. Hashtag not all boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, hashtag not my Christian. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought that moment was great. And then they have like an essentially silent conversation about yeah. how he's cute and Will's excited and it's a real date. And I remember being really excited because it's finally a real fucking date for mm-hmm. Will and it doesn't end terribly and he's not hat lawyer. Yeah, and they kind of like, they like the finger touch and it's really cute. Oh, what was finger touch it was very et but i like i like it it was cute it was we've cute. done weird inside jokes oh like yeah we fun. we um occasionally will do this thing where we're like reach across the room and like grab at each other's hands we're doing it now but you can't hear it right but we'll just like make grabby hands at each other even if we're only like four feet apart it's like i miss you <laughs> but it was, cute. it was cute i really liked it it was yet another example of will and grace getting real and then spinning off with a joke mm-hmm. but i like the joke Yes, it was, like, a funnier, better joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, it wasn't, like, what they've done in the past where it's, like, ah, internalized homophobia, dirt, 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 dirt. lesbians mm-hmm. are funny. Like, yeah. this one was, like, it made sense emotionally, and it was a fine joke to yeah. end on. I think it's a good place to leave the episode, too. Yes. I was, I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest, I'm frankly floored that they chose to finish this episode with them still living apart. Yeah. I thought that was a one-episode thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to Google, maybe it's just that they... I, looking at the set, like I, they could have really built a, a soundstage for Grace's apartment. So maybe that's all it is, that they built a soundstage and they want to use it for a couple episodes. But I just, I'm finding it very interesting that you're so convinced that they will be living together so soon. I just, I was just surprised by it. Because it felt like the sort of cliffhanger that you could fix really easily. Oh yeah, like sitcom cliffhangers were like... And yet they seem to be really doubling down on it, which is weird for season two. Like it makes me think of like... Other really weird monumental changes in sitcoms, like in How I Met Your Mother or Friends, where they move around apartments. Mm-hmm. Like, this to me feels a lot like the episode of Friends, where they play for the apartments, yes. and then Rachel and Monica lose, which yes. is just like, frankly, it's probably one of the most monumental plot twists in mm-hmm. all of sitcom history. Yes. Because these two characters who have lived in their central, like, pivotal, iconic apartment like now have, have to, to move s- out and move across the hall. Have to switch for the non-iconic uh-huh. apartment. It's a brilliant twist. It's and a I brilliant think- twist. And they, and they that for a couple of episodes. I feel like it doesn't stand for too long. I think it's the rest of the season. But I feel like it definitely lasts for a few episodes. And then... Honestly, I think by the time it changes back, Monica and Chandler are engaged. No. No, no. No, no, no. But it's close to that. No, because they don't get engaged until long after London, and this all happens prior to London. Does it? Yeah, it happens in, like, season two. No, the apartment switch is in, like, season four. Okay. You know what? This is not a Friends podcast. You don't need to know this. There are wonderful Friends podcasts out there that I can recommend <laughs> to you, such as the Best of Friends. We'll we'll put a link to the Best of Friends podcast and a link to the relevant Friends episode in the show notes. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it happens, and it's a beautiful twist. Yeah. And but yeah, so I kind of like that they're sticking with it. Yeah, and, and I I don't, I don't know how long they're gonna stick with it, but if it's more than a couple episodes, I honestly it's pivotal enough, considering that it's so early, that I think it could be on the same level as the Friends twist. Mm-hmm. I also really like that it seems to be like a happy medium that like everyone sort of agreed on that like, okay, maybe we let Will and Grace get a little too insular mm-hmm. and a little too weird, so we're going to have them move out, but we're going to keep them close, like yeah. real close, I'm like not across gonna, the hall. Across. I'm not going to lie. 
part time part of the time I think that us having apartments across the hall from each other is like the dream scenario. It might be. Like let's both get rich enough to afford apartments across yeah. the hall from each other. Because sometimes living like there are days where like living in the same apartment can be a little tough. Yes. We both have a lot of opinions about our lives mm-hmm. and we don't like it when the other person has opinions about can put their makeup in the apartment. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Right. <laughs> and probably other flaws that I have. Yeah. I don't know what they would be, but the leaving all of the lights on all the time thing. Yeah, exactly. Is something that comes to mind. <laughs> I'm glad you have a list. Ready to go. <laughs> the not calling the cable company to get our internet reduced. You know, just little things like that. I took money off okay. of your rent. To be true. To be fair, though. To be true. To be true. To be true. No, if we lived across the hall from each other, though, could we just, like, share Wi-Fi? Because, like, fuck that. Why would we not share Wi-Fi? Yeah, that would just be I'm not stupid, a dummy. Right? Okay, great. Okay, but also we have to make it across the hall and not next to each other because I still don't ever want to hear you having sex. No, I like across the hall. Across the hall. I think Will and Grace. I think Will and Grace have it figured out. You have your real wife across the hall, and then you have your boyfriend in the apartment. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Because the boyfriend has his own apartment, and the boyfriend can go home whenever you want him to, and I guess whenever he wants. But like, whatever. So one last thing that I wanted to talk about is just very briefly this beautiful thing happening with Jack and Karen. You mean Jack and Rosario? Well, Jack and Karen and Jack and Rosario. Okay. Where Jack and Karen are li- now living together because Jack has to live with Rosario and they have to share a room. Right. And there's this beautiful moment where Jack is like, Karen, Karen, I don't like this. Karen, I can I go live in the nice part of the house with you? And she's like, honey, the help sleeps in this part of the house. <laughs> and she's like, you married the help. You are help. And so like, he's like mortally offended that he has to live in the servant's quarters, which is, by the way, still a very nice bedroom. I mean, he does have to share a bed with Rosario, but... But he and Rosario are just kind of nice in bed, just like watching the late show or whatever it oh is. Oh my God. They have such a ridiculous relationship that I kind of love. And there's this beautiful moment where she's like, I'm going to Costco tomorrow. Do you need anything? And he's like, uh, some socks maybe. And she's like, do you want tube socks or cruise socks? And he's like... The kind of little balls on the feet, I think. Oh yeah, it depends on the balls. Feet and he's like, I, I don't, whatever, like you pick. And it's so like 50 spousal. And she's like, I like a, what did she say? I like a tube sock on a man. And yes. he's like, Me too. <laughs> and it's like, have this like resigned marriage. It's like, just like a weird coda to the episode. <laughs> it's not even the ending of the episode. I would argue it ends. And then it ends again. It ends again. Like, it's like a, it's like a tag. It's kind of like our weird sponsored by. It's like this weird <laughs> moment where like they like, Metatextually, go back and add this weird ass scene as a tag to the show because they know that we have a podcast. Yeah. And it's just Rosario <laughs> and Jack in bed being like, Do you want some socks? Yeah. Like, it's just weird. And right. I I kind of like that there's the potential for this dose of weird. Yes. I know you said that Rosario's going to be a new addition to the cast. Like, mm-hmm. I was going to really like her. And I think if she's able to add this kind of weird, confusing chemistry to Jack yes. and Karen, I kind of dig it. Yeah, I really like her weird, confusing chemistry, especially with both of them, because she and Jack do have, like, a weird, like, marital relationship mm-hmm. for, like, odd reasons. Like, they just have that sort of, like, camaraderie, but also, like, antagonistic behavior, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. And I also like how she and, how Rosario and Karen interact. Mm-hmm. Like, where every time Karen starts getting ridiculous, like, right. Rosario's just like, hey, lady, and just, like, <laughs> yells at her. Well, I think... I think we need to close out the thing that makes Rosario different than the other fifth wheel that we had, Harlan. Oh, God. She's inherently interesting. Yes. She's just an interesting character. She's still a gimmick and she's still a stereotype, but she's a much more interesting gimmicky stereotype. Like, I will always take 
uh, a maid, of, like a, a maid of color who's funny and interesting over... It sounds so dramatic. I will always take a maid of color. I will always take a maiden of color. No, that sounds No, that creepy. sounds like that, that sounds, sounds like creepy rape. and rapey and Don't racist. rape any maids no. of color. No, no, no. Listeners. But like, I will always take like a person of color who's playing a maid who's very funny, who works as like a like non-traditional straight man over like an actual boring Texan straight dude who's like white and cis and... Sorry, Harlan. Like, Harlan sucks. Down with Harlan. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Sorry it ran a little bit long. We love you. You love us. You'll deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, let me tell you some place where you can find us. We are in all the same places as last year. We are publishing on Mixcloud. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Not A Couple Show, on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com, or send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. We're also going to be publishing the show notes on Medium. Yes. We're trying it out. We didn't really love Tumblr for it. Yeah, it just was a little hard to like include links and gifts and all that fun yeah. stuff. So. so we're going to keep the Tumblr for pictures and stuff, but we and probably post the Medium stories to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we're, we're, we're trying something new out. Yeah, we're going to try and integrate our social media feeds a little bit more so that yeah. stuff on the Tumblr and the Twitter and the Medium all kind of go in the same mm-hmm. place. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to us. Yay! Thanks for coming back, I guess, if we're, you were listening before. We're glad you're back if you're back. And if you're not back, well, get on back here. What are you doing? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one episode of Not A Couple was sponsored by Now That's What I Call Sex, a compilation album featuring hits as Another Dick in the Wall by Pink Floyd, Somebody That I Used to Bone by Gautier, Perfect Direction by Lady Gaga, Nine in the Afternooner by Panic at the Disco, and Genuine Pony.